Krakoa Radio presents. Ah, welcome everyone to the Dawn of X podcast, the podcast where we talk about X-Men on this wonderful sunny day on the beach. I'm your host wearing nothing but a Speedo, Nick, accompanied by wearing nothing. I was under the impression this was a nude beach, but I am your other host, uh, Naked Josh is what I'll go by today. Yeah, very nice. Um, I'm the one who told him it was a nude beach and everything's worked out the way I thought it would so far. Yeah, that makes sense now. Now, yeah. now I get it. This is the Summer Swimsuit Edition, and um, we're here to talk about the ending of the Hellfire Gala. Kind of just chilling out on the beach. Yeah, this, this is, is our, our our swimsuit special, so yeah. we're just hanging out. We're just having a good time, bringing it down an octave yeah. for the listeners today, too, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> MSMR, Doing MMPR, a, whatever. I, I'm going to be honest, this is our first time recording in person again, and... Uh. I'm echoing in my own ears right now. Yeah, it's about a year, I guess. I'm taking these damn headphones off. <laughs> we'll just see how it happens. It, it's it's going to be fine. It is echoing in my head, and I don't want to figure out how to turn that off on the fly. <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been over a year since we've recorded in person, man. Yeah, that's crazy. This is the first time, and we're doing it. Did you say we're beachside? Yeah, beachside. Beachside. <laughs> um, we're tech- Honestly, though, we are poolside. Though. We're poolside, we, yes. we don't have to lie about yeah. it. We legitimately are recording poolside right yeah. now. I mean, it's a rainy day, not a sunny day, but it, you know what? It's still poolside. But I'm in, I literally am in a bathing suit. You are in a bathing suit because it, you forgot to bring regular shorts. That's true. <laughs> uh, as a native Floridian, um, <laughs> I went to a pool party wearing only my swimming trunks and bringing nothing else. So uh, You brought all your podcasting equipment. Because that's what I had to remember. <laughs> I did not remember the shorts <laughs> that I had set aside. I, I want that noted. Josh, they were Josh, set aside. Josh, I'm sorry to cut you off, but we have so many books to cover today. We, we don't have time we're gonna get through to it. Tom and Dick around. But before we get to that, I have new sneakers. You do have new sneakers, and I promised you two minutes to talk about it. Yes. All right, everyone. So you guys might know I love Power Rangers. I love Sentai and Tokusatsu. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Uh, and recently, Reebok decided to collab with Power Rangers and make sneakers. Now, when I first heard about this, I thought, it's going to look kind of stupid, Whatever. Then I saw it, and they actually look fantastic. Look up Reebok Power Ranger sneakers. They, I've never been a sneaker guy, but I had to get these, and I got two pairs. I got a Black Ranger pair, and just now, came in like a few hours ago, is the Megazord uh, pair. All of them cost a pretty penny. I've never spent that much on sneakers in my life, and I love them. This is now a sneakerhead podcast. Yeah. Cool. Get a whole new uh, type of fans to listen for up to a minute. Yeah, that was that was definitely not two minutes. I thought I had time to sneak another piece of watermelon in there. But From I, my chest? Um, no. Yeah, pool, poolside recording is fun. It's fun. <laughs> I recommend all podcasts try it. <laughs> try it at least once. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got to try it once. Um, so, yeah, I got new kicks, and I'm loving it. And I did not get new kicks. No. No. Listen, my last kicks were 15 bucks from Ross, so... Shout out to Ross. They're not sponsoring us, but shout out to you Ross should. anyway. Maybe. I don't know anything about the corporate. We're a discount podcast. <laughs> so, like, we're probably, like. Oh, then shout out to Big Loss, my former employers. You want, uh, di- you want discount crap. <laughs> yeah, but we've talked a lot of shit about them on the pod. We have. So, we have. 
Probably. And none of it's a lie, so it's fine. I can't attest. I didn't work there. Yeah. Um, well, don't worry. What's like a lot about Target? Hopefully, like in a few months. <laughs> Target will never be a sponsor now either. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, so yeah, we're going in with the ending of the Hellfire Gala. Um, what an ending it was, man. Yes, I am a little annoyed. I have a little. little oh, little, you got some grievances. Got some grievances with uh, Marvel because oh. I know about the last issue of this of who is dead, who's been found dead, because the next fucking day on Marvel's Instagram, they showed a variant cover for the trial of Magneto. And and what did it have? Because I didn't see it. Oh, it's just Magneto holding Wanda's Wanda? corpse. Okay. Okay. That's the, that was just on their Instagram the next fucking day. That's, uh, that's great. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, giving away the game. So Marvel gave away the game, so we can give away the game too. The yeah. Hellfire Gala leads into Inferno. Yep. And now we know and a murder. <laughs> leads into the Trial of Magneto, which I believe is like the kickoff in, of Inferno, probably. Probably yeah. Um. So yeah, we uh, know what th- that is now, and that is the murder of one Wanda, apparent murder of one Wanda Maximoff. Yes, we have. We'll have a lot to say. I feel. I have plenty to say so we'll get to that at the very end of this gala so before we get into all these books i have a little bit of a pet peeve about the event as a whole because i think the first half leading up to planet size Uh x-men felt like an event and the rest of these books felt like tie-ins to that same event yes i agree with you like yes when we get to x-factor you didn't it didn't have to be a hellfire gala issue the x-factor book x-factor i mean x-core it did not have to be at all New Mutants, maybe, yes. New Mutants, yes. Um, Wolverine, yes. Sword. Honestly, Sword could have taken place right <laughs> after, but because of the ending with Wanda and Magneto, I guess. Yeah. But, Way I mean, X. part of the Gallo is is the Mars thing, and that's what Sword was about. Yes. So. Way of X, definitely, because just drunk. Oh, I'm <laughs> so glad we got that. And X-Factor we'll get to, which apparently now this issue is getting a little pricey because it's death of a character the last issue alleged alleged oh you think it's not even real okay interesting all right all right cool we'll get to we'll get to it so let's kick it off josh let's talk about new mutants number 19 oh that's me i'm talking about that all right so new mutants 19 i'm gonna press the button on my you should press the button do hickey here see all right so first of all this issue just feels like fanfic but in like a good way like yeah this is like what all the diehard new OG New Mutants fans just want for all these characters. Mm. And I'm glad we had this moment and just so true to the fucking New Mutants and X-Men fucking uh, theme. You have all this feel-good shit and then we end on a very, very depressing note. So, I actually texted you and warned you. Yeah. That would be kind you did. of... Uh, you did warn me. Yeah. Kind of rough. So... Yeah, we the, this book is basically the mu- New Mutants go to the gala. That is pretty much the whole thing. The New Mutants are hanging out with each other, and this is the OG New Mutants. They meet up. Danny, my Danny, like cases through the place, and she's just like knows everyone. I just love this scene where like Danny is literally meeting like Captain America and Iron Man and all these people, and they're like, "Oh, hey, Danny, how's it going?" Like everyone fucking loves Danny Moonstone. <laughs> Yeah, I never, I couldn't pin a meeting between Cap and Danny, so maybe but in the like past, that, yeah, but it's awesome. But yeah. it's just the fact that, like, she's just, like, low-key, just down with everybody in the yeah. Marvel Universe. 
And so while she's casing the joint, she runs into to Rain. They have an exchange. This is the first time I think Danny has seen Rain since she abandoned her Essentially. <laughs> when she was going to go talk to X Factor about bringing Tear back. And so she's trying to discuss this with her. And this is another scene in which, like, it, in any other hands, this could have turned into, like, two people being, like, bickering. Like, her just staying mad at Danny for abandoning her. But because these characters are written now in such a way that they truly just respect each other and love each other. Like, even when Rain lashes out at Danny in this scene where she's like, well, if you were there, you would have known that. She quickly is like, I'm sorry, I, I'm upset. I shouldn't have, you know, like she just like catches herself. And then yeah. they like, they're not happy with each other, but they are still getting along. Well, she acknowledges like, I know the reason you weren't there is because you were in a life or death. Yeah. Really important situation. Yeah, exactly. I acknowledge that, but I'm still in Exactly. Like, the, the level of openness they can have. Like I just, <clears throat> I, we all should strive for relationships like they have with each other. Like oh, it's so fucking good. We should all at least have a group chat like they And do. then <laughs> we should have a group chat, which is the fucking best part of this entire issue. Mm. So first of all, group chat name, New Mutants Forever. <laughs> Love it. Great. Um, the first thing I noticed was uh, Sam is in the is in the list as Salmon Ball. Salmon Ball, yeah. And at some point in the text, he at, or in the text chain, he's like, "Who changed my name to Salmon Ball?" <laughs> <laughs> but yes, they are basically chatting with each other because Roberto, Bobby's like, "It's a real shame that I didn't make the X Men team." <laughs> Who would you all vote for? Tell me now. And like none of them voted for for him except for Sam. And yeah. It's just so fucking funny. And then he leaves the chat. And then, and then <laughs> at some point, yeah, what, what happens? Oh, they, he's like, you all are disinvited from my victory party. And Karma's like, you have to have a victory before you can have a party. And then he just like, then the next thing is, Birdo left the chat. <laughs> so fucking funny. And you know that group, he'll probably be reinvited the next day. Oh, yeah, he'll, he'll, back. he'll, show, he'll find a way to get himself back in. Um, another scene I really liked is Karma finally got a real moment to shine. Like mm. when she enters the fucking party with her, like I think her my her outfit might be my favorite. Like that badass like pink coat thing that she's got going on. It felt very Bjork, right? In like, a good way. I, I, yeah, I liked it a lot, and so does uh, so does Warlock. Um, yeah, I loved Warlock. He, he really humanized the group. In this particular, I mean, usually, but in this particular yes. issue, just seeing his reactions to everything, because oh he's going to show whatever he's feeling mm -hmm. right there. Yeah. And like seeing her lovey face, and then we have this random douchebag, and oh. he reacts perfectly throughout yes. the whole thing. His, like, again, yes, he is the f perfect visualization of the love they all have for each other. Um, so, yes, as you mentioned, now Danny and Karma, or, or no, Warlock and Karma, are walking through the party. They run into magic, then they run into uh, James Warpath, right? Yeah, yeah Warpath. And they start getting, like, Magic and Karma start getting hit on somebody who may or may not be a real person in real life. I don't, I don't, know. don't fucking know. I don't know if he's supposed to be, like, an actor or something. I don't know. It was a very long scene. Like, this is, like, very fanfic -y. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, he's basically, like, sexually harassing the uh, Magic and Karma. And Karma finally has enough and possesses him, makes him dump an entire tray of wine and beer and shit on himself. And then she fucking tears into him about yeah. how little and insignificant he is. That was rough. That was fucking dope as shit. And then she and Magic walk away. Mm, dance and laugh. And um, it's at this moment that James finally calls out Warlock for following everybody around, imitating them. 
and Warlock confesses that it's because he feels lonely because Doug doesn't need him anymore. Self doesn't have friend anymore. <laughs> I f- fucking love the way he talks. <laughs> uh, self friend Doug is is now gone, and James tells him he's not gone. He's just in the honeymoon phase. Like, go talk to him. I bet you he misses you too. And that's exactly what he does. And then, as Warlock, we get this like no no word scene of of Warlock, um, tapping on oh god what's her name Bay Bay thank yeah. you Bay's shoulder because Bay and, and and Doug are dancing and Warlock comes in and it, it truly it's his name right Warlock I yeah keep, Warlock is there. okay I was yeah. like That's just, okay um, yeah it's weird and random yeah <laughs> I love to go backwards and see the origin because it doesn't make any sense I, I don't get it um. Anyway, so this scene is very sweet. Clearly, like they all are embracing. Bay embraces Warlock. He's part of the group again. Everybody has each other's back. And as this is happening, there are no words in this scene. We are treated to the monologue of one Shadow King as he discusses not letting somebody take this chance from him. He he is going to get his way. He knows what it's like to feel alone and he is here to protect these kids. And he's not going to let you stop him from protecting these kids. And then we see who he's talking to. And, of course, it's fucking Gabby. And she's crying in this scene. And then the next thing we get before we get to the end of that is another fanfic piece where uh, Magic calls Karma in to help James get out of his too tight suit because his muscles are too big. And he can't get out of his suit. And all the girls are trying. And Danny comes in and just does it with a flick of a wrist. <laughs> and at some point, Karma is like, oh, my, I might have to remember that for later if I get stuck, which I thought was real fucking real subtle. And so at this point, we cut to the younger kids leaving the, the gala. And they're cutting through the woods. At the same time, we see um, Wolverine. Uh, X-23. Uh, Laura. Laura. Yeah. Laura and Akira. Uh, what's this? Dakin, right? Yeah. Dakin. Dakin. Um, reading a letter that Laura wrote, which I think she did write. Yeah, I think she wrote because she's talking about going to confront yes. Shadow King. Yeah. She wrote it, but now it sounds like a fucking suicide note because the kids find Gabby dead in some rocks. I didn't take it as a suicide note because she said. Oh, she I'm does see. Okay, never mind. Yeah, let's yeah. eat all the fancy food when I get there. Yeah, yeah, my bad. Yeah. I forgot. I haven't, I hadn't read the. It's been a few days since I forgot that. Well, yes, I definitely didn't see it coming. I did not see her dying. Yeah, so either way, yeah, it's not a suicide note, but they do find her dead in the rocks. And, I mean, Rain knows who she left her with less, so this is fucking on Rain, too. On Rain, and also the idea that, like, I'm now worried, because is she allowed to come back? I know. This is exactly, I mean, talk about the foreshadowing. This is yeah. all she's been talking about. I guess we should have seen it. Yeah, so that's a, it's quite the issue. Literally but, and figuratively. Yeah, like, <laughs> five X's. Five X's. Yeah, love this issue. It was, like I said, it was fanficy, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. But it had an emotional punch of what's the like, kind of the culmination of what's been happening. Yes, Gabby, for sure. So I give this five X's. Um, next up, we're going to talk about X Core, and we're going to go a little breezy with the a few this, of the issues. This one, I, this is going to be one of them. Yeah. Okay. So because as we said, this could have been not part of the Hellfire Gala. It, it and this is this is a trend in this week's ep, uh, uh, batch 
all of them are kind of like, oh, it was a good story. Yeah. But then it's the ending that's like, oh, shit. Okay, that's why I came here. Like, yeah, all of them have endings that you're like, oh, shit, this is about to become a story. Oh, shit, this is about to become a story. Dude, I was legit getting bored with the issue until the end. Right? I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, I know. That changes so, everything. <laughs> real quick recap of this one. It's basically Monet and Warren go to the gala. They're discussing um, all these meetings that they're secretly taking at the gala with people who might potentially be bored people. Some people they don't even know. Some people may be investors. Let's just talk to them. Yeah. But Trinary and Jamie are like, uh, wait a second. Are they trying to give away the board positions that they just offered us? <laughs> so they are spying on, on Warren and Monet through all of this. And so it's a little like cut of, of funny things like that. Uh, sitting in on a couple of their meetings. There's a real funny part where Bobby wants to know why they're gambling with his money yeah. <laughs> and then he wants to buy himself a board seat and Monet reminds him we already have your we money, have your money. <laughs> and he's like <laughs> his line I have it pulled up here is like well you wait I got money you haven't even heard of yet <laughs> also I love that the wait staff is all Jamie yes of That's course great. which is great because when he reabsorbs them he will know what everybody has said yeah. around so like he is like got all the intel he's he meant- the perfect spot yeah he mentions that at some point too he's like I when he's like if I debrief as he calls it anyway so it's all these different meetings when all of a sudden they come across our good friends Fenris the uh, Von Strucker twins. Uh, the the leads from what's it called? What was that show called? The X Men show. Oh, the Gifted. Yes, the Gifted. The, the, gifted they were the Von Strucker kids. Yes, they. Yes, the the ones that tried to humanize the Nazis. Um, yeah. Which honestly, they did a pretty good job. Yeah, it was a good show. Gifted yeah. was a good show. That's alright. Um, so I finish uh, Legion. Two episodes left. You've been waiting to finish Legion. I know. I know. Anyway, <laughs> so so they come across the Nazis. The Nazis are trying to invest also in X-Core, and they're like, no, 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 no. We don't need your money. And then they meet the person that they're supposed to have a meeting with, but she's actually going to meet with Fenris. And she looks a lot like Sarah Michelle Gellar for some reason, and I don't know why. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I'm like, well, who is this bitch? What is she doing? She's got a lot of money, and she wants to invest it with somebody, and that comes back up later. Uh, Then they take a meeting with Mastermind who honestly is on the best career path he could possibly be on right now. Yes. Mastermind has decided, oh my God, this is the perfect time for me to be alive. Everyone wants to control their image. What do I do? Yeah. I control images. Uh, I especially love his last line later at the end where he's like your image consultant or something like that. Yes. So fucking good. So he, he, he basically says, I'm around when you need me and you will need me. This, I, he's like, I'm not selling you anything right now. I'm just telling you when you need me, come find me. And they're like, okay. And then at this point, they get word that uh, the Von Struckers are invading the X-Core headquarters because their dumbasses made it that all you have to do is walk through a gate to get there because they trusted all the mutants because they're stupid. Yeah, and I get the idea of, like, we're all different now. We're all better. No, nah, no, nah, you need security. You need yeah. actual security. Yeah, 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 yeah. You still got really bad people. Yeah, there's still, still bad guys living like, on your uh, island. Like, we have three books about different ones. Like, it's not good. <laughs> anyway, so uh, it, it's a divide-and-conquer effort. The uh, Andrea goes to X-Core while Andreas is trying to make it seem like nothing's going on. Uh, so Monet goes and beats the shit out of Andrea while Warren has some words with Andreas. 
Andreas thinks, I can attack you now. We've been at the party. You can't do anything to me. And Warren's like, oh, no, actually, we're not at the party. <laughs> we left the party a while ago. Sorry, my boy Mastermind here has tricked you. And then he has to put him in a headlock, as no, one does. Yeah. And he knocks out. I believe he just knocks him out. Well, I like that he like just flies up. So you're yes. choking him. He's choking him and... Because just flying up and there's yeah. no gravity. Yeah, <laughs> like, so he's like got a real fucking like advantage there. And so, um, yeah, they win. They win the fight. Monet comes back. She's like, hey, look, we, we work so good as a team. I took out her. You took out him. And she's like, look, you even controlled yourself. I'm really proud of you. You didn't turn into the fucking blue guy. Yeah. And they walk away. And uh, lo and behold, he did actually turn into Archangel. And uh, it's our boy Mastermind who's just making sure everyone sees him still as Warren. Yeah. I was wondering about this. Has he always looked like Archangel? No, because Mastermind just started coming around. That's what I was wondering. Like, if they're implying that he's I think always... he just. I wonder nope. if they're implying that he's always been a part of this. That Mastermind's always been a part of this? No, yeah, I don't think no. so. I think I think it's just now. I think he just turned when he was fighting. Yeah, so like Mastermind's probably as like a way to suck up to him. Hey, check it out. He's like, look what I've done for you. Look what I did for you. You didn't even have to ask. He literally says, he's like, you didn't even have to ask. I'm just here to help you out, friend. That's the value of having someone in charge of image. And that's uh, how the book ends. And honestly, because of that ending, I gave this book four X's. I gave it three X's. I, I, I was kind of bored. And then that ending happened. I was like, that's yeah, a good ending. Yeah. That's a solid ending. I, honestly, to be real, I could see this book being on a chopping block, marketing, like sales-wise, mm-hmm. after like the first arc. After the curiosity is done. Yeah. Because it's one of those books that's very niche and like... I enjoy it. I hope it sticks around for a little bit because it's I I really like the pairing of Monet and an Angel together. Yeah, and I like Teeny Howard's. I do like Teeny Howard's writing. I I just sometimes she's a little scattered. Yeah, well, and, I think sometimes they think of like the the people running this X Men world. Mm-hmm. They have like the value of okay, if we start the story and plant the seed, even if the book gets canceled, which we'll talk about after. Um, even when it gets canceled, we'll get the idea across. So now you know in this universe there's an X core. You know in this universe there's an X factor. Mm-hmm. Like it's playing seeds that even if the book doesn't work out, you still have that idea out yes. there. I like that. All right, now we're gonna talk about Wolverine number thirteen. So also in this book, we're gonna kind of jump around to the main points. So we have a bunch of people partying, and then one of them is attacked by a plant-like monster. Oh no! This is the the Terra. The Terra Verda people, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's not, yeah, that's, it's on the plant also, like their plant. Yeah, but like you, you're making it. Oh, I thought you made it seem like you didn't know what it was. Oh, oh no, no, oh, no, no, okay, no, no. Okay, yeah, okay. Sorry, I know that. Yeah. Okay, okay. But um, so the people that are, have been like transformed by beasts slash wherever that Mayan temple thing was. Yeah, I don't remember what the. I think it was the infectious monster thing, and then beast like. Yeah, yeah, it. yeah. He hijacked whatever it was, but yes. I forgot what it's called now. So, in this, we have them trying to figure everything out, and Beast does accuse Sage of being the one who hacked it to, like, almost teach him a lesson. Like, to say this wasn't right. Mm. And um, that was kind of a weird... Again, I'm I'm jumping to the main points. Um, Beast is kind of running around trying to... They're trying to make sure no one sees what's happening, but also take care of it. Mm -hmm. And then while they do that, um, Kid Omega will pop out of nowhere and, like, wipe the mind of whoever was the victim. There you go. It's yep. like literally in the bathroom, one guy's attacked, and you have Kid Omega just watching and then like erasing the victim's mind while he walks. Like going, I put a memory of him getting like a blowjob. Like he's fine. 
He's going to be fine. He's not going to know anything happened. So, also, a very big moment. We have someone, it seems, controlling uh, Emma's son. No, brother. Brother. Oh, sorry. I thought it was her son. No. Oh, excuse me. Uh, brother. And on this boat, he has the logic crystals. Yes. And then he is killed. And someone steals the boat. And we have no idea who. That's, that's going to be an issue. Yeah. And he says, they likely won't even realize you're missing until tomorrow. By which time I'll be gone. And it's not not only did they steal them, I like we don't know if they stole them or destroyed them because at the very end we see the boat on fire. Yeah. So are they still oh, on the boat or did mystique. they take them? This could be a mystique. I'm wondering. Okay. Cut back to the island. The X Force team is still fighting off the monsters, and at this time, Deadpool comes to rescue them. There's a great debate. Because Deadpool's like, I'm going to shoot you with a rocket launcher. And Domino's like, you'll kill me too. He's like, yeah, but you'll come back. And you also burn me alive. So I think that's kind of fair. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> then Beast and Sage have a few words that I mentioned before. He basically accuses her of hacking all this and causing all this. And she smacks him in the face. Because he's, you know, an asshole. Um, after this, they decide to capture everyone, fix them with the help of Beast, but then also free them. Basically paid them off to keep their mouth shut. Yep. Literally paying them a billion dollars. And they can leave the treaty yep. with Krakoa. Yeah, they just got fucked in that deal. Yeah. So they gave them a lot of money, apologized, and promised to keep everything a secret. So Krakoa isn't looked at as uh, trying to invade a country. Which it very much did. It did, except no one else knew about it. And while everyone's celebrating, having a good time, we see Beast and Emma talking. And... This conversation was actually really unique because it's Beast talking about doing what's necessary for the future and Emma being like, you're putting all of us at risk doing this. Yeah. It's not Emma being the one about world domination, but Beast is she hasn't been about closer that. and closer. She's no. just about protecting. She's just about wanting everybody to live a happy life. You know, you know what I mean? Like She just wants the best. Emma's not trying to conquer the world. She's like the only one not actually trying to conquer the world. She just wants the most money. Well, I'll tell you what, exactly what B said because it just felt such such a sinister yes. reasoning behind it. Our goal is long term survival. Remember, you and the Quiet Council sit and debate among yourselves. <clears throat> but Charles knew from the very beginning the hardest decisions are made in the shadows. And she says, "You're such a bastard." Is it maybe? But if you want to win, you need to be a bastard. And I'll be that bastard if it saves us from annihilation. He's just justifying. And she says, like, you will yeah. honestly justify anything. He's, he's a master of bullshitting yeah. himself. You, like you said, you mind-controlled a country. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm sure you could justify intellectually that every horror you've ever known. Mm -hmm. Like... I don't think this is Dark Beast anymore. I think this is just Beast. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is the problem. And then they see the Marauder ship burning. So we don't know what the hell's going on. Yeah, and not only is it burning, but it was like taken off course. It was taken to Madripoor. It, like, it's burning off the coast of Madripoor where they, uh, you know, still have some issues with people. Yeah. And we see Doctor Doom. Oh, even before that, we see... Um, Northstar, right? Yeah, thank you. I could not remember his name. It was Northstar. Yes. Who, is Northstar not a mutant? No. So he just led a mutant, well, I guess like a they partially. Weren't. They weren't. Yeah, they just, there were a couple mutants on Alpha Flight. They weren't actually a mutant like, team. Like, I always thought they were a whole mutant team. Yeah, no, no. Not technically. They just hung out with the mutants a they lot. just happened to be like half Man. of them. All right. Man. 
there you go. Fair enough. Because the so, X Men love Canada, I think is really what it comes down a to. A few of them, yeah. yeah. Um, we have. Is this the guy who had the files? This is Gyrick. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is the guy. Yeah, from. Um, trying to low key recruit Northstar because he's kind of like in shock about what he just saw, mm-hmm. and this guy's like, "Hey, man, I got a little group. You know, you can check it out." He even says the name of it, too, though. Which Cap hears. That's my point, yes. Cap hears the name, so... So now he knows. (laughs) And I hope we have a moment of, like, a human like Captain America, how does he feel about all this? And when he knows other humans are doing things that they view are in their survival, Mm -hmm. how will he react? (laughs) I know. How good is this man? (laughs) Well, I mean, he does, in this conversation that he has with Doctor Doom, like, he is... Well, I do love it, because it's kind of like... Listen, I woke up in the ice, out of the ice, and it was the future, and everything's different. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just the way it is. Yeah. He's going to be very roll with the punches. Like, he's it's weird, but I'll deal with it. He's just very, like, idealistic, you know? Yeah, which Cap should be. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, I think he will do the right thing when it comes to, to uh, Orcus. And there was even a moment where he's talking about, like, when I first woke up, I found out we walked on the moon. Yeah. And now look at this, like, almost proud of other people. Like, hey, yeah. you know what? That's just how things go. And Doom, being Doom, had a more cynical view of it. No, not Doom. <laughs> but also said, like, like one day you're going to need help, and I'm going to help you out without all the pompous of the gala. Okay. Which, like, okay, what are you talking about? First of all... You are the most pompous. Yes. Like, you have an entire island for yourself. Yes. <laughs> you have giant robots called Doombots. No. You do not get to sit there and be like, oh, these show-offs. You are Doctor... Your name is Doctor Doom. And you are a doctor of literally nothing. Nothing. Maybe magic, but no, still. Even that. Questionable. So, I do wonder how that's going to play out later on. Like, why does he feel he owes Cap a favor? That, that seemed a little weird. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't keep up with the larger world. Yeah, I, I want to catch up on the main Avengers books. But um, then we cut to uh, Abigail talking to the Galactic Council, I guess. Some of. Some of the Council. And I actually haven't kept up with the Black Panther book. So when they're talking about the intergalactic right? <laughs> society of Wakanda, I'm like, uh, all right. I, I, I've like, heard that name. I have not. This is the first yeah. time I realized Wakanda had a space program, and I was like, dope as fuck. Yeah, why not? Um, I didn't love Ta-Nehisi Coates' run, where, where I finished, where I stopped reading it, so I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. But he has a fantastic Captain America run, ironically. Yeah. Like, his Captain America run, I think it just wrapped up, is awesome. But he has Cap- his uh, Black Panther stuff has been so-so. But we have Abigail I think he just talking. wrapped up with that, too, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so then we have her talking to this council, and at first I'm wondering, like, where is this issue going? And then we see from the very first issue that strange metal yep. we got from this other dimension. Basically, she's saying, hey, we are the capital of the galaxy now. And also, just to give you a little incentive. The solar system. The solar system, sorry. Just to give you a little incentive to appreciate that and really view us as the capital. Um, here's a special metal that you can do whatever you want with. It's lighter, it's stronger, it's all this other fancy shit. It's basically the Krakoan drugs, but in space. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to make us even more important. It's going to make our planet even more important to look at us this way. And I forgot which character said it, but someone basically said, like, this isn't a gift, this is a bribe. Yes. <laughs> like, 
Like, there's there's no just random. Mm-hmm. No, you want something in return. And it's like, oh, I mean, as long as you recognize us yeah. <laughs> as the best. Like, and yeah, this is that scene when uh, Magneto and Xavier said to the other countries, hey, this is how we're going to take you over. Mm-hmm. But economics, this is how we're going to do it. All in the books. Well, that's also, legal. yeah, they're like, here are these, also in the very beginning, like, here are these drugs. If you want them, you have to acknowledge that we're a country. Yeah. And they're basically doing the same thing on a universal level yes. with this special metal. Yeah, put it on your ship. Your ship will be faster, lighter, and stronger. Yeah. Well, shit, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you want people to say? And while they're pitching all this, you know, uh, call it soul, call this special metal, we have Dr. Doom being like, who the fuck had a meeting Wait, without before me? we get that, for, before we get to Dr. Doom's interruption, we have to talk about... Wizkid coming in from the gala for this meeting. Hmm. And Wizkid's outfit is fucking dope as shit, man. Look at him go. It's just a, a badass suit. Like, I love it. And, like, yeah. the the lipstick with the glasses, too. Like, that close-up with his little oxygen bubble on. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fucking cool. I love it. I love this. I, like, I like that scene, too, because it's uh, the scroll guy whose name I forgot trying to bend the metal. Yeah. <laughs> I also love uh, Manifold's costume. His, his outfit. Did I miss pretty, him? It's very oh, yeah. like Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, I like it. I yeah. missed his. Frenzies is cool, too. We, yeah. should, we should comment. I don't know why Abigail's dressed like a pirate, but... Yeah, I was like, wait, did she not have an eye? No, she wears sunglasses. Yeah, she's an eye. What the she fuck? She's an eye. Like, she's just being a pirate. <laughs> she's just being a pirate today. Um, so, yeah, then we have Doom pop up. Just like, someone had a meeting without me. What the fuck? And basically being really just grandiose and just like, listen, where's your king? Like, well, actually, someone made a point in this book that I really liked saying, like, well, why should Earth be the capital? Like, they're not even united. We are united. We are a united planet. Mm-hmm. Like, they aren't. And then Doom asking, hey, well, who's the king? Who's speaking for all you, this Mars and all this solar mm-hmm. system and everything? And then we have the most bla- badass splash page of Storm. Being like me, motherfucker, this bitch. Like and she, like let's just. I I am Storm. Regent oh, I know. She just like, like you have all heard it whispered. It is the wind, right? Like how she introduces herself <laughs> is fucking. I am Storm, Regent of Mars, and I am the voice of Soul. Like that's fucking amazing, yeah, dude. Fantastic. Oh. So. And then, no one's going to question. Like, so then we see confidential information in the Galactic Society. Everyone joining in except Wakanda again. Because? There's going to be a war between Wakanda and the mutants. I it's mean, gonna have their, they, like they've said, it, they, Storm's already fucked up with Wakanda exactly, too. You know, yeah. I mean, like. They're building to this because they are, they're already like basically the only ones denying them. One of the few places denying them on Earth. And now they're denying them in space. And I can easily see someone in the council taking offense to that. And then it builds. And I think we're going to get some kind of crazy-ass war between the two societies. The two independent societies on Earth. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. The two, the two nations made up of uh, people who are often, like, marginalized and yep. hunted and killed for just being who they are and they are now going to fight each other like and they both have their own natural supply of yeah, something that makes are, them valuable yeah and now they're going to fight each other just like every other goddamn country and what happens when uh antimantium isn't valuable anymore oh no sorry vibranium vibranium yeah what happens when oh because now they got that new metal yeah so what happens if more people want that rather than wanting vibranium mm. I mean, that could be uh mm. could be interesting that could be interesting Damn. Yeah. And then we end the book 
with uh, Xavier. I'm sorry, not Xavier. Magneto Allegedly. sitting down. <laughs> oh, you know what? We're thinking very similar things. Okay. I have several theories. Okay, so we have Magneto waiting for Wanda. Allegedly. She got the invite. She couldn't go to the party because she, didn't, she couldn't face seeing everyone. So if you guys don't know, during the time where Marvel was trying to push out mutants and bring in Inhumans... This sounds like a time I can have a piece of water. <laughs> sure. Um, there was that time, this weird period, like three years ago-ish, where they were really Whoops. trying to push the idea of Inhumans, not really mutants. And because Wanda and Quicksilver were debuting in Age of Ultron, they said we can't leave them as mutants. So they tried to make them Inhumans, then they tried to make them the son and daughter of the high evolutionary either way they were no longer the son and daughter of Magneto so Correct. that changed everything and then we have these two seeing each other for the first time well alleged Magneto <laughs> invited alleged Wanda yes. is what is happening here um, so basically he says and I'll admit suspiciously he says everything she always wanted to hear essentially that like yeah i know all the convoluted backstory you're my daughter i mm. treated you wrong and you deserve better and we're gonna make things right now and it ends with, with a nice picture another beautiful artwork oh, beautiful of them just staying holding each other in the next issue of way of x we actually see them in the background dancing yeah that was cute too um and just being happy and again if i didn't already know how this was gonna end thanks marvel um, I would have been like, great, little tease for the future. <laughs> like, yeah. now Wanda's back. Yeah. All right. But, the, I mean, the first kickoff, though, bef- before we get too far away from it, the, the first kickoff that this is bullshit mm-hmm. is Magneto <laughs> has been consistently anti-Wanda. Yes. Throughout this entire series. Yes. I'm to believe that he got moved all of a sudden because he made a planet. And he's like, oh, I need to talk to the woman who's my daughter, who is not my daughter, who I've literally blamed for almost committing <laughs> complete genocide on my people. And now I make sure we call her the Great Pretender. And I make sure that other people call her the Great Pretender. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was a little suspicious even even then. I was like, hey, this doesn't seem real at all. Yeah, also, that- why is Magneto not on Mars? Because this takes place on the island where the gala was. Yes. So like, well, he just walk through a gate. Yeah, but like, it's he just made Mars. Like, he's not gonna leave Mars right now to sit <laughs> over here and hang out waiting for Wanda. Yeah, that's why it's a uh, mystique. Anyway, um, <laughs> could be. I think Mystique's doing all this. I think. Mystique oh no, is... I think uh, that's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Mystique is definitely doing all of this, but what is she physically doing right now? I don't know. I think that's her. I think you're seeing her dance with Wanda. Or is she Wanda? Oh, that could be a thing too. Or, since we've all right, before I forget to mention this one too, my other okay, so my theories right now are either obvious, the obvious one, which is she's Magneto, she impersonated Magneto. Yeah. The other one is she impersonates Wanda. I don't know how she gets Wanda to go along with this, but it's not like Wanda likes the mutants right now either. They've been calling her the Great Pretender. She's pretending to be her. Yes, but like at some point, somebody's gonna be like, Wanda's not dead. I'm with her right now. (laughs) (laughs) Not really. She's always hiding. That's true. Like, I can only think of one time she popped back up after House of M. And it was during, I want to say, right before uh, Avengers vs. X-Men. True. She popped up and helped Hope spread her powers mm. and so she could bring back mutants. And okay. that was kind of like her redemption. Kind All of right. Thing. So, either way, 
Wanda might be Mystique. Yeah. The other thing is, okay, yes, Wanda's dead for real. Mystique killed her or whatever the twist ends up being because that seems pretty fucking obvious to be the twist. But yeah. What if the twist is really Wanda can come back because she's a mutant and they bring Wanda back because she actually is a mutant. Like, this is their way of bringing her back into a mutant. I could see that. I could also see Xavier not wanting to bring her back because she's, but she's Xavier, Wanda. <laughs> yes, but Xavier would know that she's a mutant because he yes. would have, all of a sudden, he would find her back up in Cerebro. And yes, like, how it the, only would get there if she's a mutant. Also, would Marvel kill off Wanda while her show is a hit show? That Yes. The fact that like, Wanda's not dead. Like, yeah. Wanda is a about to be in the Doctor Strange movie too. Yes. Like you know what well, I mean? Well, that's like, another thing. They're doing a new book called The Death of Doctor Strange. And I'm like, okay. All right. Like <laughs> the same month that this movie comes out. Like, yeah. Well, everyone loves a good death. That's true. Um Nothing right. sells like a death though, so there's that. <laughs> Next up we have Way of X number 3. Take oh, it away, Josh. That's me. All right. So, Way of X opens up the way I truly hoped it would. With us getting to see Nightcrawler's perspective. Oh, yeah, it's great. Of the party that we've seen him at. I was so worried that he was this drunk for some bad reason, like a depressing reason. No. No, he just got drunk. No, he just got, he was just very excited. And he was just bamfing everywhere, ranting about... I mean, he is also drinking heavily because he's, like, having this philosophical debate with himself. Like, yeah. And it's just getting worse and worse as he's, as he's drinking. Um, at some point, I love that he's like having this deep conversation with Nanny, and in the background, Mister Sinister says, "Can someone bring Moses a cup of coffee?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it! But um, one of my, my favorite moment though of his his drunken bamfing around there too, they lead into each other when he meets up with his original Excalibur group, like he, when you see him with Megan and then. And then Captain Brit or Captain Avalon now. Yeah. And then he's with uh, Kate and Rachel. And then after that, you see him passed out against a tree. And as you just mentioned, in the background, if Nightcrawler weren't a drunken mess right now, he would see Magneto and Wanda dancing. Yep. Well, maybe he'll be called a witness. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Also, I don't know if he said it. Five X's to Sword. I don't know if I said that. Oh, yeah. five. We did not. Five X's for Sword yeah. as well. Great book. Um, and so Nightcrawler awakes with a massive hangover, um, and immediately Dr. Nemesis is yelling in his head (laughs) and he, coffee. Yeah. And then like he's (laughs) Nightcrawler bamps to where he is to steal his coffee. (laughs) And that's when, uh, Legion shows up and Legion and Nemesis, Oh, wait. Legion starts talking to Nightcrawler and then gets pulled away. That's right. And also very important, Nemesis is still complaining about uh, Dazzler. Yes. Throughout this, he's still very, very much complaining about Dazzler. Almost unprovoked. Yes. Sometimes Dazzler's not even around and he's complaining (laughs) about it. But anyway, uh, Pixie brings David, Legion, to the mutants that we, we saw not too long ago, which are Loa and... Mercury, um, and you know they were having this this moment where they were they're crushing on each other, and Pixie brings in Legion, be like, hey, can you do that thing that you used to do with uh with Destin or with um Blindfold, where uh you guys would have sex in your mind? Can you 
Such an interesting request to a stranger. Right? Can you do the can you do that to these two? Because uh she can't control her powers and we see that Mercury has lost her hand. I'm assuming because she was trying to do something with it. Yeah. Um which my question is and, and I don't mean to be vulgar, but she lost the entire hand. So like she didn't like just lose a couple fingers on that hand, you know what I mean? <laughs> like she lost the whole hand is what I'm saying. You know, and the next page. And so have. then we move from that and we see uh Nightcrawler bamfing on his own when he runs into <laughs> one's, one's is that not what he's doing? Just bamfing yeah, is, bamfing on his own. One yeah. one minute he's hanging out with Dr. Nemesis, now he's just bamfing alone. Just hanging out, just no longer drunk apparently. Um and he runs into Stacy X again, another one of his old time <laughs> flames, and she brings him to the place that she, she runs where mutants go to have a good time because yeah. Stacy's power, Stacy X's power, is to amplify people's emotions. Um, so yeah, these people come here and they hang out in couches and they either talk or cuddle or bang or or just make out. Now, and, before we continue with that, we have to talk about conservative Nightcrawler. And when he sees, that's where I'm going. So oh. that's what that's where she's taking him. And so Nightcrawler's like, you run a brothel? Yeah. But before that, though, he was offended that she was handing out, like, condoms. Oh, that is... I did forget about that. Yes, And he's like, you're you're messing up our first rule. Yes. Make more. And she's like, are you kidding me? Mm -hmm. You don't want all these fucking babies running around, like... Yeah. And (laughs) then she brings him to the orphanage that they're running because his rule of make more mutants has caused just pure fucking fucking in the streets in Krakoa. Yeah. And apparently there's just a bunch of abandoned babies that they have to take in here. So, yeah, these mutants are fucking out of control right now. They need an after-school special quickly. Yeah. So I don't blame her for handing off condoms. Of course. Of having a bunch of random mutant kids left yeah, at her doorstep. She, she's already got a bunch. <laughs> and so while that's happening... We see that David has, has taken on this request because he was using it as a way to lure our friend Onslaught to the, the party. The astral spirit of Onslaught yes. that's been, I guess, hanging around since the 90s. I guess he's just hanging. <laughs> he's just chilling. Um, but while doing this, it causes both Loa and, and Mercury to, like, overshare with each other because their minds are melded. And they come out of this repulsed by one another. Yeah. And that's pretty sad. <laughs> I did like <laughs> Legion's like. Hey, listen, I help him skip to the, the end. Yeah, right? he's like, like now he's, they know. He's he very much is not not sorry for what he did, and he ends up chasing the spirit of onslaught. Frankly, back to where Nightcrawler is, and when he does that, Nightcrawler has is with that character Lost again because Lost goes there and makes the babies feel good. The babies don't. Puke. Get affected by her gravity thing because they're the bones in their ears haven't developed yet. So, sure. hey man, it sounds real. It really did. And then she discovers that Fabian, who's obviously getting kicked out of the brothel, um, yeah, of course, was one of the acolytes, and apparently the ac- or was the leader of the acolytes, and apparently yeah, the acolytes did something to her. I, I, yeah. And also, so, was Fabian wearing Magneto's helmet? Oh, did I? Miss he was the- kicked out. And behind him is Magneto's helmet. Wait. Oh, my God. He was. So was he wearing... He was trying to fuck wearing Magneto's helmet? Yes. Oh, my God. He's so sad. Yes. Anyway, a good eye. I did not see that. (laughs) 
And so while she's attacking him is when uh, Legion comes in, breaks up the party. We see the vision of Onslaught behind Lost as it, Onslaught, I think, psychically pushes everybody away and disappears with Lost, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. So, like, he's taken over her body, which, cool. Well, don't forget, we are getting that Onslaught book. That's a separate book. Yeah. Which made me go, why are we getting a separate book? Should it just be in this book? But because that's exactly what they did last time with Onslaught. They had, everything had to have its own separate that's book. That's true. So we get to the end of the story. The gang is hanging out at the bar saying, listen, we cannot tell anyone about this <laughs> until I know more information and we know what's happening. So they all agree, like any good Scooby gang would, we got to keep this, keep this to ourselves. And Stacy decides to use her powers on Dr. Nemesis so that he'll finally do what he's been wanting to do this whole time, which is ask Dazzler to dance. I like that. <laughs> and they fucking have this lovely little dance, and I truly hope that that blossoms into something. Yeah, I do too. It's, it's nice. That, yeah, the one he's been complaining about for three issues, he just wants to go out. He just want, he just is very much attracted to her, and yeah. he didn't know what to do with those feelings. He can be an Omega Mutant all he wants, but yeah. having a crush on somebody makes you weird. Yep. Five X's. Five X's, yeah. I liked it. Nice issue. And then we get to the last issue of X Factor and the ending of the gala. Which apparently, based on this issue, there is a little something that happens with Children of the Atom. Yeah. So we'll get to that next episode. Yeah, we will. I haven't done that one yet. No, no, it's fine. So we're getting a lot of stuff from the vision of iGuy. Oh, yeah. My first note on this. like iGuy's the fucking best. One, yes. Yeah. But two, he's got to be an Omega now, right? Yeah, the stuff he's doing. Well, remember, Xavier wanted updates on his yeah. power, so he probably knows. Like, our boy, I truly believe our boy's about to be the next Omega mutant. Like, I borderline want an iGuy book. Yeah, I do yeah. too. He's oh great. my god, yes, he's please. So great. That's where Leah could go. <laughs> Just all this shit, because I love seeing things from his point of view. He literally sees everything, can read people's body movement, we learn. But anyway. Oh, my God. He... We have the main cast of X-Factory getting ready, getting dressed up to go to the gala. But Prodigy gets a message, which is also this part of the storyline I get a little confused, but maybe you'll help me out. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> so Prodigy gets a message of what to wear and where to go. So when the gang gets to the gala, he says, I forgot something at the boneyard. I'll be right back. I guy doesn't believe that. We cut to the gala event. Where we kind of see the other end of moments we saw in other books. Yes. So I won't go over that too much. But Prodigy goes to a bar. Wait, before we get that. Sure. I want to point out, because you know I need to. Yep. When they arrive to the gala, Rachel gets there. What's the first thing that Rachel and Amazing (laughs) Baby do? They go straight for Kate. Yep. And then when you mention later that we get the other point of view from the shat- that we see the other point of view of the Shatterstar story. Yeah. Rachel and Kate are dancing with each other when Rachel psychically feels that Shatterstar has come in and then we get that exposition to fill in yeah. whatever that was, but like yeah man, they were dancing together too. Yeah. And they're both know. wearing red. They're both matching. matching. Yeah. Like I love them. Good stuff. I want them together forever. I think in the background is Steve Okawi, the DJ. Yeah, probably. 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 Like I saw Paul Shear. Thanks for opening this for me, buddy. Um, So we have Prodigy going to a bar, and the guys recognize him, and it says, for Prodigy with love, Prodigy. (laughs) So he's confused. 
He's remember before he's trying to figure out what happened to him originally. How did he die? He doesn't remember dying. Yes. So And the guys at the bar had a phone yeah. to give him that he told them to give him when he comes back there. Like so that's like they were like, uh yeah, we have this thing you told us to give you. Do you still want it? So we also have and understandably we have this wrapping up a lot of storylines. Yes. Honestly, I don't even fully blame it. It's trying really hard to get to the point of all the stories she was trying to Yes. Tell. And that's awesome because I think it does work. Even though it's rushed, obviously. It's yeah, rushed. and then the art got rushed, too. You mean the art where Captain America is just Chris Evans? Yes. He's purely Chris Evans. Yes. But um, we get to find out what happened to Prodigy. And it's real fucked up. It is real fucked up. Um, he was murdered by a guy who hunts down gay black men. And was making smut films. Yeah. So the snuff, body... Snuff films. Snuff, yeah. Um, the body, or Prodigy's last body, is now in the basement of this guy's place. Yeah. It's real fucked. But I will say real quick, mm-hmm. Prodigy didn't fall victim so much as... He got in too far. He was trying yes. to. He was. He was investigating this. It yes. was. It, he didn't fall under this person's sway. He just didn't get out in time. So what I was confused about is the part where he looks at his phone and it's him telling him what happened. Because I'm like, well, wait, how is he wearing the same thing? Oh wait, he told himself what to wear for mm-hmm. the party. So yes. that's for a while. I was like, wait a minute, when did this happen? When did you die? Yes. Because <laughs> like, I was waiting for him to get to a house and it's him. And yeah. We have two projects. And what the fuck is happening? Yeah. yeah. So we have this moment. And we have Prodigy being the shit out of this guy. Understandably, he murdered you. Yes. We cut to Chris Evans, Captain America, talking to North Star, not North Star, um, Aurora. Aurora's um, husband. And he had a moment where he's like, Oh, wait, 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 what are you talking about? Oh, 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 you're talking, I'm sorry. Yes, North Star. North Star. Yeah, yeah my bad. Uh, North Star's I, husband. I was a page ahead of you. And he was like, Wait, you're human and you live in Krakoa? And he's like, Yeah. And again, that was another moment with Cap where he's just kind of like, oh, okay. So it does work. Yeah. Like, I feel like this whole event is showing more than any other character how Cap feels about this. I Mm -hmm. think for a reason. Yeah, there's got to be a reason. Yeah. He's popping up in almost all the books. Yes, he is. Yeah. So I think because Cap is always the moral compass of the Marvel Universe, Mm -hmm. like, however he decides is probably going to be Yeah, there's probably going to be a thing where, like, the rest of the Marvel Universe on Earth has a problem now with Krakoa making Mars. Yeah. And it will be Steve's lone voice of, like... Hey, guys, it's cool. ...superhumans to be like, no, no, I think they're all right. So then we get to quite a reveal between Dakin and Aurora, where I'm... This is where I'm a little confused also. I don't remember this murder. This was the very beginning the very of, first of this, yes, this is how she got into the group to begin with. Their first investigation was her murder. Wait, was that that museum of like bad things mutants have done? Was that that? No, that no, that was Wave X. Wave X, okay. No, this was like again. This was when the book started, so this was like ten months ago or more, because yeah. there was like a probably a gap in publication too. Yeah, so I just don't remember what that was. So it was, yeah, that's how the team got started because Northstar found out his. He felt that Aurora was dead but he couldn't prove it yeah. and they wouldn't bring her back until he could prove it so then they formed to investigate that she was really dead yeah and what she's now revealing is that she killed the leader of this racist group mm-hmm. and Dakin reveals he knows and also he killed the rest of them yes and now it's their secret that they broke the number one rule the second rule I think sorry second rule 
Kill no. First rule is make more mutants. Yes. Second rule is uh, kill no. Human. Kill no man. Yeah. And then third is respect the sacred land. Yeah. Um. So that's pretty fucking big. Yeah. They both murdered humans and are now keeping a secret. I'm sure they'll never come up. No, not at all. Yeah. Um, and again, I can tell these are all reveals she planned out probably the next like, oh, yeah, six yeah, or yeah. seven books. These were not all supposed to happen on the, ga- on the <laughs> <One> same night. <laughs> uh, then we cut to Eye Guy popping in. Eye Boy, he's still Eye Boy. Eye Boy, sorry. Um, Eye Boy popping in and telling him that he knew he was leaving, that he was lying about this and that. And then this is where I got really concerned. Everything explained about Praj that we talked about, that he planned this and also purposely erased it from his memory, which, again, was a little confusing about why and a little convoluted. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. that. But then we see uh, oh, I Maybe so he just wouldn't remember, the, know the trauma? Yeah, he went, I think it was something like that. He went out the trauma of it. Again, a little convoluted, but we'll, we'll excuse it. Um, also, iBoy has, like, Kokoan tattoos on his chest, and I'm digging it. Yeah, I don't know if they're just drawn on or... If... But they're changing. Oh yeah. Oh no no. I think I think it's meant to visualize. Oh, what he's what he's, what he's yes. What words he's using with his hands. What, oh, what he's doing mutant magic. Okay. And he's doing his little hand symbols and shoots this crazy ass beam out of his hand, which I thought he killed the guy. I did too. Like I told Jess, like this murder in this book. <laughs> like, yeah. But like the next panel, he's fine. Yeah, but, he like, just gave him a severe sunburn. I think he said or whatever. So Prodigy's like, man, you are the fucking coolest. Yeah. You're my bro for life. He now has like Street Fighter powers. Yeah, it's great. And then Dak and Aurora also were on the lead to see what's going on, and they leave together more in love than ever. They leave the party Obviously. super fucking happy because. When you when you know each other murdered for each other, you yeah. know, like uh, then we cut to Prodigy and iBoy back at the gala in their finest dresses, and then we see Speed, which we you gotta admit they both look fucking good. Oh, yeah, fantastic, yeah. Uh, then we see Speed, who was like, I didn't know we could wear dresses. Ah, I should wear dresses. <laughs> I know, like, God damn it, we can wear dresses here. Damn. Um, I don't, are they both gay? Speed and Wiccan? I I, I know Wiccan's gay. He's married to Yeah, Hulk no, Wiccan. Speed is with Prodigy. Oh, oh, yeah, I totally forgot that. You're right, my yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, so then we have them hanging out here, and sadly, Speed sees something in the bushes. Oh, someone passed out. iBoy says, do not go there, because yeah. he can already probably he already, see he sees it. exactly yeah. what's happening. And he's trying to stop him, and then Speed finds his mom dead. Wanda is dead. Yes. Then we have, I didn't read this sadly. I'll read it later. I do want to read it, but it's uh, it was, kind of a it was goodbye. Good. Yeah, it was good. I read it. It was nice? Yeah, it was cute. Yeah. Um, a little goodbye from the writer about the book and how they wanted to end it. And the artist. And the artist. Yeah. And then the last page is Wolverine saying, where is Magneto? Looking over the body of Wanda, who, remember, he has defended her many times. Wolverine, mm-hmm. back when like House of M happened, mm-hmm. like, he was one of the people going, like, we don't just kill her. Like, that's not what you do. Mm-hmm. So he's defended her a few times. And he was one of the first people to like really blame Magneto, not her, when it all ended. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a lot of the X-Men looking over the body of Wanda. And it says, to be continued in the trial of Magneto. Yes. So before we get into our theories about this whole Wanda Well, I mean, I kind of already did on yeah, mine. Yeah. I want, how do you rank this event itself? You mean overall? Overall, the, yeah. Like, like I, I give this issue. I gave this one four, I think. Four, yeah, I think four. Like, it was rushed, but obvious reasons yeah. it was rushed. I but, appreciate them wrapping up stuff, though, you know? Yeah, they could have easily just wrote a book that yeah. was just part of the gala, and then the book's over. But she wanted to actually, like, here's what I was going to do. 
Eyeball has these awesome powers. Yeah. These two are murderers. Yeah, like, I thought it was dope. Yeah, they want to do certain things. So, yeah. I think comparing to X of Swords, I liked X of Swords more. But also, this is more of a lead-in event rather this than... Is, yeah, this event. isn't the end. Yeah, this is, yeah, this is the beginning of an event, really. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I think I think I enjoyed it on a whole more than X of Swords because there were some X of Swords titles that I was like, meh. Oh, yeah. But there was none here that I was mad about. They were like... They were all, all good. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I gave any less than four. Yeah. And I, and I certainly did that for X of Swords. But um, <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. Me too. I liked it a lot. And I like, like you said, they all set up different stories that I assume are all going to be taking place during Inferno. Yeah. All yeah. Right. So, I mean... I give the Hellfire Gala four Xs. All right. So, what are some of your theories, sir? Okay. So, first of all, like I said before, I do think this is Mystique. Oh, yeah. It has to be. Because if I, this is the setup to Inferno, yeah. Mystique is the one who's going to burn Whatever it. happened on the boat, that's Mystique. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened with Wanda, that's Mystique. I, my first thought for a second was that it's Xavier. That was my first thought. I thought to get more problematic mutants out of the way. There'll be some kind of justification mm. for that. That was a thought I had for a little bit, but I'm leaning more towards everyone's worried about what's happening with, Exa- with Magneto and Xavier. They're not mm. looking over here to what I'm really doing. Yes. They have bigger fish to fry with this trial of Magneto. Mm-hmm. Because on paper, people do not view Wanda as a mutant anymore. No. So this does become man's law again. And Wanda is still considered an Avenger. Mm-hmm. So now the Avengers want to get involved. Yep. And then we have more issues because, like, you killed one of our people. And then you have to have a whole thing of, like, well, no, Magneto has no reason to kill her. After everything's what's done is done. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the motive for Magneto to kill? So I wonder how they're going to plant those seeds. And from last we saw, they were dancing together, you know? If it, assuming but it no actually, one saw that. Yeah, that's true. No one saw it. So I don't know. Like, they wouldn't do this grand title for no reason. No, no. I think it's like a four or six issue run, something like that. What the trial? Yeah, no. This is definitely this is big. It's it's. I I definitely think the Avengers will be involved as well. Yeah. Which you know we've seen Cap throughout, like you mentioned. So that'll be interesting to see where he comes down on this. But, uh, yeah, this is definitely a lead into Mystique causing trouble for Krakoa, and I think there's a lot of seeds being planted as well. That would suggest that there might be some form of civil war within Krakoa. I've been thinking that for a while. You know, like there's a lot of mention of the mutants that aren't often thought about or the mutants with the powers that don't get to fight the good battles and shit like that. You know, like. Well, this is a little tease for the second issue of the Tribe Magneto that I sent you that I thought was really cool. Heroes of the Marvel Universe came to Krakoa for a memorial. Now they've got a fight. Magneto pushes Krakoa and the council to the brink. Also, there's something wrong with the body. So, something's wrong with Wanda's body? Could be. I don't know. Um, Yeah, no, I I definitely think... I think there was a line somewhere in one of these books, too, where somebody, probably Nemesis, was like, well, now you got to think what all these other mutants on Krakoa think that, like... These fucking Arako mutants just show up and they get a whole planet for them. Yeah. And like we're still like waiting around for our loved ones to come back or 
for this, that, or the other, and now these people get a whole fucking planet terraformed for them? Yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like there's a a storm a-brewing. Well, Nemesis was also talking about, like, oh, big deal, they can clone people. Like, it's easy. Like, sex is easy. Just cloning. Like, I can do that faster. Yes. (laughs) He says a lot of ridiculous things. He does. Yeah. He does. Uh, But, yeah, I definitely feel like Inferno is going to be, much like the original Inferno, like a multi-prong thing, like multiple stories going on. You still don't know about Inferno? Like, I, I know the gist of it, okay, but I never read right, it. Yeah, which right. that will be our next. We'll talk more about it in the 50th episode, okay. but that will be our next uh, I Lady Baltimore made a mistake of asking me some X-Men-related questions Ooh, the other night. Yeah. And I just went off about the original Inferno. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I think I've been talking for 20 minutes. I am really sorry. So any of my coworkers that listen know... How it's a problem to go to Nick and be like, hey, I heard about this character on this show. <laughs> what is it about them? Yes. Like, I had a coworker recently ask me about Kang, because every episode of Loki that comes out, people mention Kang. And someone's like, so who is Kang the Conqueror? I'm like, oh boy, okay. That's a loaded question, <laughs> depending what reality you're talking about. And then it's like, wait, what? Like, he's either Franklin Richards in the far future, Reed Richards in the far future, a cosmic entity that kidnapped Black Bolt's son. That's a lot. Like, like, you can, especially as some Marvel characters, Marvel or DC yeah. characters, like you're gonna get a long history, and then yeah. you don't know where to stop. X Men characters can be even Lord. more complicated than any other. Lord, character I you, when you the expression to to fill one in on an an X Men backstory is much to build a clock to tell you the time. You know what I mean? Like, we, 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 you, what we really have to do is go back to the original Claremont run for me to truly... Even then, even then, it's going to be a quest. Because I remember when um, New Mutants came out, my friend Jerry was like, hey, tell me about this girl with the sword and the metal arm. And I'm oh, like, boy. oh boy. You mean uh, the, you origin, have, the, the original magic or the magic that we have now? And which magic do we have now? Yeah, it's a, it's a whole thing. Um, which magic do we have now? Do we have pre-Inferno magic or do we have post-Inferno magic? Have you read Have you read Children of the Atom? No, not yet. Uh, that's during the Bendis run. Which magic do we have from that story? Oh, like, shit, yeah, yeah. There's some time travel stuff oh, in that, that one. one. Oh, I, I, sorry, I thought you meant the Children of the Atom. Oh, no, no, not the very original. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. That, not that far back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the Children of the Atom by Bendis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that book has that's technically true. two different versions of that's magic. That's true, I did that forget about that. Yeah, yeah. Time travel. Um, uh, yeah, so you, you mentioned especially X-Men characters, like, what what's happening here? Also, have you been watching Loki? I have not. It's I, I feel like I want to wait till it's done and then binge it all, I think. It's my favorite show so far. Wow. Yeah, I, if they stick the landing, it's better mm. than WandaVision and uh, Captain... Well, WandaVision Harry. did not stick a landing, so... No. A lot I, of, it did it to a lot of people. It did. Those people are wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I really like Captain America Winter Soldier. But, um, I did too. But I think this is such a creative show. Yeah, it's Marvel. It's basically, in a lazy way, it's it's kind of feels like their Doctor Who. That's what I got. That's, that's, that's the, the vibe I got. It. That's the vibe. But I it's got. a really clever show it's about yeah. deconstructing Loki as a character. Like yeah. there shouldn't be more to talk about at this. Point. No, but I'm excited for it, it's especially because this is it. Yeah, because he's dead for real. Exactly. <laughs> Well, uh, and Owen well, Wilson's fantastic. Owen Wilson has become one of my favorite Marvel characters as Morbius. I didn't know Owen Wilson. Who is he? Oh, he's a character named Morbius who's like kind of Loki's handler. Okay. And he just deconstructs him as a character. Nice. Like, okay, take over the universe. What then? I did uh, not realize Owen Wilson was You didn't know this. that, really? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. It's been, it's, that it's, is fucking amazing. It's a great I can't show. wait to binge it. How many episodes? It's 
This week is episode five, and there's only six. Okay, cool. Good. Yeah, I'm close. Six, it's, it's basically a long movie. I'm close. Yeah. That's great. I'm about to finish my, my Top Chef binge, and I'll have the time there, there for that. There you go. Uh, that's our break for us. our low-key break in the middle of this X-Men podcast, but <laughs> you guys are used to it by now. It's fine. Y- yeah. Um, also, have you watched New Mutants yet? We haven't talked about this. No, because I'm still working my way through the... Uh, and you're going chronologically. Yes. Yeah, I'm going timeline. Yeah. Where, and I finished the original... Original. Uh, the... James McAvoy. I finished all those. Okay. I had to watch, sadly, uh, Origins. I just finished Origins. That's, that's a tough one. God. It's tough to just get through. I know. It took me two days to get through Origins. I had to stop, man. I couldn't do it all in one The sitting. moment you have um, Hugh Jackman just clawing ladders, he's <sighs> just like, all right, next. Like, yeah. But uh, we'll get all that in the 50th episode. It's going to be fantastic. I have a few surprises for you guys. I think you're going to dig. Um, but, yeah, I think the future... I was, I was going to say the future is bright. It's bright for because content. It's a, because it's in, on, in it's Inferno. inferno. <laughs> <laughs> the fire is bright. It's bright because it's on fire. Uh, can, when Inferno starts, can we open up with the Seth Rollins? The burn, <laughs> okay, burn yeah. it down. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah it's going to be... It's gonna be interesting. That and there's also an opening to a Powerpuff Girls episode I might use too. You know how like the narrator always like sugar spice and everything yeah. nice. No, but like the start of an episode, Smallville or no, what was it called? Niceville? Is that yeah, what they were? Like that. Niceville, whatever. Like he was Niceville, it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I might use that one for too. Krakoa well, yeah. is on fire because one of the ads for Inferno says like the beginning of the end of Hickman's run. They described it as that. Oh, interesting. Which I was like, really? Like. That's an ending involved now. Like I don't, I don't know about that, but I mean, the beginning of the end could mean like this is the last year, yeah, or last two years, yeah. I, like could mean anything. Technically, the beginning of the end of Hickman's run for Avengers was the last like five issues of Avengers, and then a year's worth of Secret Wars. So <laughs> it could mean a lot. Of it things. could mean a lot of things. But yeah, next up we will be covering some of the books we missed in between, which yeah, I think was just Children of the Atom. Children of the Atom. And Cable. Cable came out this week. K- did you read it yet? No. I did. It was pretty good. Pretty good? Yeah. Um, and X-Men Legends. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So it won't be a loaded episode this coming yeah, we'll week. Yeah, we'll have a quick one. Yeah, a quick episode after these uh, plant-sized episodes. Yeah, we've had some plant-sized yeah. ones. <laughs> so until then, guys, uh, Josh, where can I find you? you can go on the internet. Uh, you can find me www.krakoaradio.com. All right. Um, and on Twitter at Xbrarian, it's librarian with an X. Oh, that's so clever. Uh, you can <laughs> find, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. Yeah. W at Madman three thousand five. That is the numbers, not the letters. Yeah, you couldn't spell it out. There's not enough characters. N- no, but people have asked me that. Really? Yeah. That's not. It's, that's not a real thing. It shouldn't be. Like just as a quick like, oh, like like, people, like I've told people my Twitter handle mm-hmm. like in person. They'll go like numbers. I'm always like, yeah, numbers. <laughs> like, you think I spelled out yeah. three thousand and five ampersand five. <laughs> So, yeah, guys, until then, thanks for coming to our swimsuit special. I know, man. Me and my leopard Speedo. And me and my nothing. I've been doing this nude the entire time. Bare nude. I'm just staring straight down this whole podcast. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I was going to... Coco? What was was the dancing guy on Mad TV? Not 
not oh, I SNL. Don't no. I, I, I wasn't a big Mad TV no. person. It's not good. When you're a kid, like it's dumb and it's funny. But I as an like adult, it. it's yeah. not funny whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, like most things. Anyway, guys, on anyway. that point, the past was a lie, and we'll see you next time. This has been a Krakoa Radio production.